Hey, thank you for listening to Beyond the Court Ministries. My name is Destiny Hughes Santos. If you're busy and you want to learn more of the Word, this is a place where you can grow in the Word of God and get something and apply it practically to your life. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. All right, so thank you so much for listening. We are going through the book of Luke, and today we're going to start Luke chapter 2. The first three episodes, we looked at Luke chapter 1, and I encourage you, if this is your first time listening, uh, to just go back and listen to those episodes. That way you can be caught up and follow along as we continue our journey through the book of Luke. And so let's pick up right here in Luke chapter 2. I'm reading from the New Living Translation in verse 1. At that time, the Roman Empire, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Verse 7, she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And I just want to pause right there. So this is the government giving a census. And Joseph has to go because he's a descendant of King David. So he has to move from one town to another. And Mary, his fiance, is super pregnant, about to have this baby at any time. So this census was totally inconvenient for them. Um, But it's not like Joseph could have wrote the government and said, hey, guys, I can't make it this time. My fiance is about to have a baby and I don't want her traveling during this time. And it's going to be super uncomfortable for her. He couldn't do that. He had to go based on the government's census. And so that was the first thing I noticed. It was like, you know what? This event happened that had to happen. Um, And Joseph and Mary really didn't have any control over that. Another thing is, as they were going in this inconvenient time, they also couldn't find a place to stay. They couldn't find any lodging. So Mary ended up having a baby in a manger. But you know what? They did the best with what they have. And that just reminds me of kind of what we're going through today. Uh, With the coronavirus, a lot of things had to happen that the government ordered to happen. You know, restaurants are closed down. Some business had to kind of close. Sporting events closed. And a lot of these things happen out of our control. But I just want to use this passage of scripture to encourage you that one, you're not alone. A lot of people are going through it. But also let's look at Jesus himself. You know, the God that we pray to, the God that we serve and and who we put our faith in. Even he was birthed in a very uncomfortable, not great timing situation. So may that encourage you just, hey, do the best with what you have, regardless of who you are, regardless of how this coronavirus has affected you, um, regardless of what has happened and what the government will maybe have to instill 
in the future of what we don't even know about. Just do the best with what you have. We'll get through it. Uh, Jesus was still born. His birth actually fulfilled prophecy. You know, God could have said, hey, you know what? I don't want my my son to be born in this awkward situation. Let me just make sure the setting's perfect. And let me make sure that the mother's comfortable. And let me make sure. No, God did not stop this. He allowed all of this to happen, not only to fulfill prophecy, but I think also to relate to everyone else who he knew would look up to Jesus that, hey, even my son was born in unfortunate circumstances. So whatever you're going through, if they can get through it, you can get through it. Okay, so let's keep going here in verse 8. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Verse 15, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Okay, and we're going to stop right there. So the question that came to my mind when I was reading this is, why did God appear to the shepherds? The shepherds were one of the first people that God appeared to. And, you know... In some of the other Gospels, you know, we see kind of how the, the three wise men, they followed the star and they eventually found Jesus. So we don't really know which one came first. Did the shepherds go to Jesus first? Did the wise men go to Jesus first? Who knows? But I thought it was interesting. It's like, well, why shepherds, Lord? What was so special about these shepherds that you wanted them to be one of the first people to know that Jesus was here? And in verse 8, the thing that stood out to me, verse 8 says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And that verse stood out to me because shepherds, their job is to tend the sheep. And so they were faithfully working on their job at night. And I was just thinking, you know, what if the shepherds were tired and said, you know what? I'm going to call it a night. I'm going to go get some rest. Or they just kind of gave the shift to someone else and just happened to not be there. But those shepherds were on their job that night and it happened to be in the right place at the right time. So what can this represent for us? What can we get from this? I think the shepherds can represent faithfulness. 
because they were faithfully doing their job as shepherds, guarding the flock at night when they could have maybe been doing something else, I think God honors faithfulness. And they just happened to be one of the first ones who was near the manger when Jesus was born. And they got to be one of the first ones who got to see him and got to tell everyone else about it. And so if you have been faithful on a job or faithful to a team that you're playing with or a team that you're coaching or faithful in a business or faithful in going to church or if, or faithful in your marriage, faithful to whatever you've been faithful in, to your family, faithful in whatever that blank is. I think God honors that, and I think God can bless that at any moment. And so I just encourage you to continue to stay faithful. And sometimes we can get stuck in a routine, and it can become very mundane, and we just go through the motions and doing the same thing over and over. But I think God do honor faithfulness. And so whatever you're doing, continue to do it to the best of your ability. And allow your faithfulness to be a witness to other people. And who knows, maybe God may bless your faithfulness when you least expect it. So that's the message for today. And let's just close in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for all those listeners out there. And Lord, I just pray that we can be encouraged by the story of Joseph and Mary. And how even in that uncomfortable situation and untimely senses, that they were still able to to birth the, the most precious gift given to all the world and that you made a miracle out of that chaos. And so, Lord, with this coronavirus, I just pray that all the unfortunate circumstances that came out of that, that you will bless people with miracles through this chaos, that you will help them stay faithful in the things that you're calling them to do even in the midst of this. Lord, I pray that you would give each and every person wisdom on how to move forward in the current circumstances that we're in with technology or whatever it is. Lord, I pray for businesses um, that are losing money. I pray for churches that are losing money. I pray for every owner, CEO, owner, and and even athletes who didn't get to play in their, their last senior year and finish their year off. Lord, I pray for those who are affected by this virus. And I just pray you would give them wisdom, give them uh, peace, give them encouragement that they're not alone and that you could turn this situation for their good. And I pray you give them wisdom on how to get through it. I'll also pray, Lord, that you will help people stay faithful, faithful to their businesses, faithful to their schools, faithful to whatever it is that you have placed in front of them. And through their faithfulness, Lord, I pray you will bless them. I pray that you bless them with promotions. I pray you will bless them with advances. Um, and Lord, I just pray that your hand will be on each and every person that has glorified you through their faithfulness. And ultimately, Lord, I pray that you will help us be faithful to you and in growing our relationship with you. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed the message today, please subscribe and share with others as I will continue to upload weekly messages. Also, if you would like a daily devotional, shoot me an email at destinyhughes20 at gmail.com. That's D-E-S-T-I-N-I-H-U-G-H-E-S-2-0 at gmail.com. Thanks and have a blessed day.